0: James 1, five, James 1.5, it's a verse that you need to have marked in your mind, marked in your Bible. If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, that giveth to all men liberally and upbraideth not, and it shall, and it shall be given him. So wisdom is something that ought to be a prayer request in your life and my life all the time. God, I need wisdom. I need wisdom. I'm I've got decisions to make. I need wisdom. And uh, we talked about this being a wise individual. We gave several things about it, and I just want to jump right ahead to where I left off. So what does it mean to be wise? What does the wise man do? Okay, number one and tonight, number one, a wise man follows instructions. If you've ever put anything together, the instructions are there for a reason, right to help to help us get whatever it is put together you know i'm guilty of this i'm mean, had to do this in a while i might have to do it might have to do it here pretty soon but uh you know buy something and then you know you got 49 steps until it's done you know i i don't know about you but you know what i gotta go right to about number 40. you know just one through 39 Well, nah, that's okay let's just go right to step number 40. no that's not why there's all those instructions Those instructions are there for a reason because they build on one another. You know, God's given us an instruction manual right here. And it builds on it. It builds on it. Every day we open the Bible, there's something that God is teaching me and there's something that God is teaching us to build our life. We can't build our life on what we did 20 years ago. We gotta build our life right now on the word of God. So we have to follow instructions. Again, it's one thing to read the Bible. It's another thing to obey it. It's one thing to read the instruction manual. It's another thing to apply it and obey it in our life. Um, let's go to 2 Kings. 2 Kings. So We want to be the wise man. We don't want to be a fool. So to be wise, we've got to not only hear, but we've got to do. And so we've got to follow instructions. 2 Kings chapter 12, verse number 1. God's word there says, In the seventh year of Jehu... Jehoash began to reign, and 40 years reigned he in Jerusalem. And his mother's name was Zibiah of Beersheba. All right, look at verse 2. Notice. And Jehoash did that which was right in the sight of the Lord all his days, wherein Jehoiada the priest, what's that next word? instructed him. So he has the high priest and he, the high priest is saying, okay, Jehoash, this is how you're going to have to live your life. This is how you need to live your life. And he was giving him instructions. And God's word says here that as he was giving him instructions, he did that, which was right in the sight of the Lord. So he followed the instructions that he was given. And that's the simple thing for us in our life tonight. What are the instructions that God has given us? What are the instructions that God has given us to be a husband? They're found in the Bible. What are the instructions that God has given us to be a wife? They're in the Bible. So if I want to be a wise husband or a wise wife, I'm going to follow the instructions in the Bible. How about being being an employer or an employee? It's in the Bible. How about being a brother or sister in Christ? It's in the Bible. It's all in there. The key is following those instructions. I like this thought. God's input will always yield good output. God's input. God is inputting into me all the time. God is speaking. God speaks through his word. God speaks through his spirit. God speaks through circumstances in my life. God speaks through other believers. You know, I'm thankful for an opportunity to just have a few, really two full days to just sit and listen to preaching. And I sat, you know, right, right, right up on the front and uh, just wanted to get it all in because I need that. I need that instruction. We need that instruction. And so God speaks to us. And, uh, and so he is inputting, 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 but not just so that we can have this huge spiritual head. God's input leads to good output following instructions, Jehoash had a good teacher, Jehoiada, a high priest. And as Jehoash heeded the teaching, by the way, you can have the best teacher in all the world. But If you don't heed it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how good the teacher is. It's because he heeded it, meaning he followed it. And so because he heeded it, what happened? He was fulfilling the will of God for his life. So wisdom, wisdom. A wise person follows instructions. A wise person listens. Hey, kids, a wise child listens to the instruction of their parents. A wise child listens to the instruction of the Sunday school teacher. A wise child listens to the instruction of any uh, spiritual authority in their life. And that can be a, a, a child, a teenager, and it can be somebody that's 48 years old. A wise person listens to spiritual instruction from the word of God. And so we've got to follow instructions. God has given us his word. God has given us his spirit. They are, our, they are the greatest counselors anybody could ever have. I mean, you can ask me for counsel. I'd be more than willing to help you and counsel. But you know what? Far greater than me is the Word of God. Really, the greatest, if you ask for counsel from somebody, I hope that we would go and say, well, here's what the Word of God says. Maybe we don't know right off the top of our head. We've got to look it up and find it. I'm just saying this word right here is far superior, far superior to my word. This word right here is far superior to anybody's word in this room or any other room for that matter and god's given us that the question though is am i willing to follow the instructions what is the word instruction well the word instruction is an act of furnishing with authoritative directions an act of furnishing with authoritative directions let's look at a couple of verses quickly let's go to proverbs 10. proverbs 10 so we're talking about someone who's wise they follow instructions. We're going to keep it moving because we want to have our get back to our regular prayer time. I don't I didn't forget that, so but we want to give you just two or three things to meditate on the rest of the week about being wise. Proverbs chapter ten, verse number eight. Wise person follows instructions. Let's see what Solomon writes here. Proverbs ten, eight. The wise in heart, the wise in heart will receive commandments. He will receive instructions but a pratting fool shall fall. See, wisdom, wisdom provides the humility to be instructed and receive commands from God and those in rightful authority. Read that again. Wisdom provides the humility. Think about it. Pride says, I don't need that. Wisdom, humility says, you know what? I need that instruction. Humility says, I need need that teaching. Wisdom provides the humility to be instructed and receive commands from God and those in in rightful authority. Again, Proverbs 10.8, the wise in heart will receive commandments. Instead of just immediately putting up an objection to it, the wise in heart say, you know what? I need that. I needed somebody to tell me like that. And it doesn't have to be that if you're, if you're the one delivering it, you don't have to be mean about it, and you can still have a tender heart, and a tend- but sometimes we need to, uh, some directives. And a wise person receives that command. Proverbs 13.1, A wise son heareth his father's instruction, but a scorner heareth not rebuke. Proverbs 19.20, let's turn over to that one. Talking about following instructions. Proverbs 1920. Hear counsel. Hear counsel. And then what's it say? Receive instruction. I like, I, like, I like what it says here, and this is what I was thinking about earlier. That thou mayest be wise in thy latter end. Teachable people are already on the path of wisdom. Teachable people are already on the path of wisdom. See, we must not allow pride to get in the way of wisdom. So I, when I look at this first, I think of, okay, I'm however old we are tonight, I'm, I'm taking it in. I'm receiving instruction, I'm hearing counsel, and it might not be that I'm hearing it for today, but I'm hearing it for the latter end. I'm hearing it for later in life. It might be for now, but it might be for later in life. It might be for this week, but it might be for six months from now. It, it might be for current or it might be for future. The point is, the more that we're storing the, the instruction manual in our mind, the more that we're storing the instruction manual in our heart, the more that we're obeying the Word of God, the wiser we're going to become. It's not so we can pat ourselves on the back and say that we're wise. It's so that when something comes up in our life, we can make a decision with wisdom. Because we've already been instructed. And possibly we learn from our mistakes too, right? We don't want to make the same mistake twice. So, wisdom. God puts people in our life to instruct us. Yes, we can read the Bible. We have the Holy Spirit of God, but... God also puts people in our life to instruct us. And I have to tell you tonight, I have had countless people in my life instruct me. So I think, and I'm not there, I'm not where I need to be, but I think right now, I'm I'm not in my latter end, I hope, but uh, I'm putting some things into practice at, at, at this stage of my life that were instructed in me many, many years ago. And so keep putting it in there. Keep putting it in there. A wise person follows instruction. Number two, a wise individual gains knowledge, gains knowledge. All right, let's go to the New Testament quickly, and then we'll come back to Proverbs. Let's go to 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. So, number one, follows instructions. 2 Timothy 3. And let's look at verse 14. Paul writes here to Timothy, and he says, But continue thou in the things which thou hast learned. That word hast is in the what tense? Past tense. So he's he's already gained this knowledge, and he says and hast been assured of knowing of whom thou hast learned them. And that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scriptures, which are able to make thee wise and do salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. So here's someone who's gained knowledge, and someone gave them that knowledge of whom thou hast learned them. So Timothy had a teacher. Timothy had someone who, who was instructing him. Yes, kind of kind of bleeds a little bit into the first one, but not completely. I want to just encourage us tonight, uh, as parents especially, but all of us here tonight, we are responsible for pouring into our children the knowledge of the word of God. That is the primary responsibility of the dad and the mom, especially dad, it's our primary responsibility to pour into our children, not the knowledge of the world. Think about how much knowledge of the world can quickly come into our homes. It's our responsibility to pour into our children the knowledge of God. The knowledge of this book, that they would learn to fear God at a very early age. Look, they will they'll, they'll get other all kinds of other knowledge, uh, all kinds of other knowledge in, in many other ways. But I want them to have the knowledge of God. I want to have an environment in our home that I mean, yes, it's not that we only talk about the Bible all the time at home. That's not necessarily what I'm saying. But we have an environment of of, of of the fear of God and of great equipping and of great knowledge, here he says, of the things which thou hast learned in the past and whom thou hast learned them. What are we doing, especially with our children? Like I said earlier, we're equipping them for later. You know, if you have a five year old child, they don't have to make a lot of decisions. Oh, is it going to be Frosted Flakes or is it going to be, you know, Captain Crunch? Maybe that's not the decision you're letting. That's kind of sugar cereal, right? So, uh, yeah, maybe better throw in some Wheaties or something, okay? maybe not, not the sugar cereals, but uh, I guess that shows maybe what I ate when I was that age. But anyway, you know, that's not a whole, that's not a major, you know, life-changing, de- well, it could be, but that's not, a ma- that's not a major decision, is it? You know, what kind of cereal am I going to have? No, but someday they're going to be making a lot more important decisions than cereal. And in all seriousness, it's our, it's our privilege, isn't it? It's a responsibility that we would equip them. You know what we're, you know, we're trying to do here at Anchor Baptist Church is we're trying, to, as I've said many, many times through the years, is we're trying to come along beside all of our families and individuals. What are we trying to do? We're trying to help us gain knowledge, wisdom from the Word of God. Maybe we don't need it right now, but we're going to need it. Go to Proverbs 10, please. Proverbs 10. I have a feeling that too many Christians are trying to just... Wing wing it. You ever heard somebody say just wing it? I think far too many Christians are trying to just wing it. And God's up in heaven saying, yeah. He's saying, I've got I've put the spirit in you. I've given you the Bible. I've given you, you know, I've given you a pastor. I'm not anybody, but I've given you a pastor. I've given you the family of God. And there's wisdom and knowledge, and it's available, and you're trying to wing it. I mean, I've been guilty. We don't need to wing it. We need to wise it, right? We use wisdom. What it says there in Proverbs ten fourteen. What do wise people do? Wise men lay up knowledge. They lay it up. That means they store it up. They store it up. You know they're, you know they're like squirrels, you know running around looking for acorns, storing it up because there's going to come a day. When there's not going to be any acorns out there, there's going to be a lot of snow on the ground. Storing it up, they lay it up. They're preparing for a rainy day, as some people would say. Storing up knowledge. So, you think about all the times you open your Bible. You think about all the times you read it. You think about all the times you hear preaching or all the times you do a Bible study or whatever it may be, and we think, Why do we do this every day? Because there's coming a day when it's going to be needed. I've heard people say this. I don't remember what I had to eat last week on Monday. Guess what? I needed it. And it sustained me. I may not be able to tell you what I read specifically two weeks ago on Tuesday. But I'm putting it in there and I'm storing it up and I'm meditating on it and I'm memorizing it Because there's going to come a point in time when I have no idea that the enemy's coming or there's somebody else coming that needs a a verse. And because it's laid up, it's laid up, then I can say, oh, hey, the Bible says this. God's Word... Hey, you know what and I mean I have my bible with me but it's it's laid up and so you know it's not about me it's about the book but if I don't lay it up so a wise man gains knowledge Proverbs 15:2 The tongue of the wise useth knowledge aright So it's not just open open mouth and let her rip No The wise person Uses knowledge aright. So he uses the right words. You know, God, help me to know. You know, you can't talk to uh, everybody the same way, can we? We need wisdom to do that. So a wise person gains up knowledge. In May of 2013, a 13 year old individual named Arvind Mahankali. That's a handle right there. Correctly spelled the word natal. This is a German Yiddish word for a dumpling. That sounds kind of good right now, actually. To, to win the 86th Scripps National Spelling Bee. Now, Mahankali had finished third in the previous two years of the spelling bee. Both times, all three times, both times, excuse me, failed to correctly spell a German-derived word. So, what did Arvind Mahankali do on the third attempt? You guessed it. Diligently worked to strengthen this area of weakness. So, what was Arvind doing? Storing up knowledge. You know, if you've got a weakness on... If you, if, you quick, if, you get, uh, if you have a quick weakness to fear... You know what you need to do? You need to get in this book and you need to store up verses that deal with fear. Store it up. You know, write them all out on a piece of paper. Get a notebook. And, uh, and do that. It'll help you. I know that, you know, God hath not given us a spirit of fear and a power of love and a sound mind. And that's the one we always think of right away but store it up. So this is what he did. I should say, he, I didn't look up if this is a young lady or a young man. But Here's the quote. This year I prepared German words and I studied them, so when I got German words this year, I wasn't worried. By the way, uh, he won, or they won. That individual won, the spelling bee, that year. Why? Because they stored up knowledge. You know what? We can be on the winning side If we'll store up knowledge, we can be wise as serpents and harmless as doves. Storing up knowledge. No one yet has invented a way to magically acquire knowledge or anything else worthwhile without effort. You know, it does not happen by osmosis. If I just go in the knowledge chamber, you know, like the oxygen. I'll just go in the knowledge chamber for 30 minutes and come out, and I'll have. No, it doesn't work that way. But you know what? It kind of does work that way in the sense that day after day after day after day after day, going in the Bible, we're acquiring it. If we're going to learn what we need to know to succeed in life, whether it's in our home, whether it's in our career, maybe it's in our ministry, we must devote time and effort. To acquire the knowledge that we need. Didn't Paul say to Timothy, study, to show thyself approved unto God. Study. It takes time. So he follows instruction. He gains knowledge. But I, I would we have to. Say, when we think about gaining knowledge, it's not with the sense of just storing it and storing it and storing it, but it's also using it. Gain knowledge to use it. See, wisdom helps me to apply the knowledge properly. I'm not just gaining all this knowledge of the Bible to you know, be some deeper whatever. No, I'm gaining it so that I can have that victory over fear. I'm gaining it so that I can have that great faith so that when something comes into my life, I don't immediately just go into panic mode. No, I go right to faith. Without faith, it is impossible to please Him. We must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of them that diligently seek Him. Whatsoever you ask in prayer, believing, Matthew 21, you shall receive. So it's not just knowledge for knowledge's sake, it's knowledge for application, for using it using that knowledge. Scientists studied a native tribe in South America whose people were dying prematurely. They found that it was transmitted. They were dying because of an insect that lived in the walls of their adobe homes. That's not the uh, computer program, okay? (laughs) Sorry. This knowledge presented several options. So again, here we go. Knowledge. They could move to another area where the insects did not exist. They could tear down their homes and rebuild them. Or they could use an insecticide to rid their homes of the bugs. That sounds like something, you know, we would do. Or continue as they have been living and keep dying prematurely. Unfortunately, they've opted to remain as they were do nothing about the problem. You think about how many times we've been given the knowledge from right here, to change the way we were living. We decided to just keep doing it the same old way. Boy, I'm guilty of that. I'm talking to Christians tonight, right? I'm talking to believers. We've got this thing in our life, and and as soon as the pastor starts preaching on that thing in our life, and we know what you you have that thing and I have that thing, all God's children have that thing, right? We know what it says about that thing in our life, and yet eh, we're just going to keep doing it the same old way. Think about that and let God speak to you. All right? The wise. What does the wise do? One more. The wise refrains their tongue. Refrains their tongue. Proverbs 10.19 In the multitude of words there wanteth not sin, but he that refraineth his lips is wise. Proverbs 17.28 Even a fool, when he holdeth his peace, is counted wise. Wow. He that shutteth his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Proverbs 29.11 A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. So, a wise man. We want to be wise. We need wisdom. And in this case, a wise individual doesn't say everything that they have on their mind all of the time. You know, that'll help every marriage in this room. That'll help every friendship in this room. That'll help every relationship in this room. We don't have to say everything all the time. This is why we must yield this little little member. Behold what little what what the what fire a little member is. What the fire that a little member brings. Boy, but you know what? It can do some great blessing too, can't it? We can never rewind, can we? I remember Brother Bernie used to always say that. You'd only have a pause and rewind button. You know? Can't do that. So, wisdom says, you know what, I'm not going to say everything that may be on my mind. I need God's Spirit to control what I have to say. I said one more, but I meant two. Sorry, I didn't see this one. Number four wise individual wins souls, wins souls. Proverbs 11.30 The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. He that winneth souls is wise. So, we know we don't win the soul. But as we've talked about for the last five Wednesday nights, we've got to keep going with the Gospel. I want to encourage us. Let's keep getting those Gospel tracks out. And by the way, you're storing up. You're storing up. Not so that we can just keep it but so that we can teach others also. Maybe you're praying for somebody to be saved, like we had that prayer list. I I wonder, are we still, you know, that's only a week ago, but a lot happens in a week, doesn't it? God's given you divine appointments. You know what? We prayed about that, and I think I told you about it, but just on this trip, it's amazing how God changed my whole plan about this trip. But I believe it was so that Some people could get the gospel. They didn't need to hear me. They needed to hear the gospel. You go figure that a guy living in Toronto who can't get a meeting, who can't get an appointment at at the embassy, flies all the way to Vancouver just to have an appointment at the embassy to get a visa. And on Friday morning on the way to the airport, just at the right time, Sees me carrying a suitcase and a briefcase, and he says, "Are you going to the airport?" East Indian fellow, no Pakistani fellow, and I said, "I am." And I said, are, I, said are, "I said, are you?" And he said, "Yeah." I said, "Well, you can come with me. I'll get you there." And I'm inside. I'm thinking, "I think I know how to get there." <laughs> I haven't been on the Sky SkyTrain in a while. Going to the airport, I thought I knew where I was going, but you know what? It opened up a door. We talked all the way from. From waterfront to uh, to YVR on the SkyTrain, that's about a 25-minute ride. We really didn't talk about religion, but we talked about life and and what he's doing and who he he wants to go see his nephew in Texas. I got all I got all kinds of stuff out of him in 25 minutes. I was able to give him a gospel track, talking about the Lord a little bit as well. And then we got inside, and he was looking for fish. You know, he's a very devout Muslim. He said, "Can I get any fish in here? I need some fish because." I got to break fast on the flight. Wow, talk about dedicated. I don't know what he ended up finding, but we then we talked again at the gate. Plane was late getting in. Man, who likes to who likes to get in late? Nobody likes to get in late. Plane got in about 30 in the morning. Rental car company closed at one. Now what do you do? I don't know. What do you do? You call Pastor Nathan. That's what you do. <laughs> So I downloaded Uber. I've never Ubered anywhere in my life except Uber Eats. And uh, I have done that. guy came and picked me up. He was there in four minutes. My goodness, four minutes. That's fast. Four minutes he picked me up. He had all kinds of seat paraphernalia on his dash. And I put my stuff in and I said, you know what? I said, this is my first Uber ride. Man, he perked up. Now it's 2.30 in the morning, 2.45 in the morning. Oh, you know, I mean, it was, he felt like he was just, you know, that was the greatest thing since sliced bread for him. And by, the time I got to the, by the time I got to the hotel, I knew that he wanted to start a trucking business. He wanted to get his own business going. He was just doing this to get some money and been doing it for a year. And so I was able to give him a gospel track. I said, you know, God made me come in late. God had me come in late because God loves you. And I, you know, I hope I'll, I hope I see him in heaven someday. I, I don't think I'll I probably will never see him on earth again. I'm just saying that uh, God's timing. I want to store up so that I'm ready to give the gospel so that I'm ready to give counsel. By the way, I'm not talking about as a pastor. I'm just talking about as, he doesn't know who I am from Adam's house cat. So you know what? Just to be friendly. I've got to have wisdom. Right? And uh, wise. Let's be wise about these things. So let's think about that. When the Bible speaks about the wise man. Everything to do with the wise man in the Bible, it's positive. You ever notice that? There's nothing negative about the wise man. <laughs> but the foolish man, it's the complete opposite, isn't it? And so that's an encouragement to me, at least. I think it is to you. I don't want to be the foolish. I want to be wise. And I'm thankful that God has put people in my life to challenge me, and still to this day, challenge me. Some people challenge me through their books. They're in heaven, but they've challenged me to be wise. Obviously, I've seen the Bible, but I'm talking about other really, you know, good uh, Christian authors challenge me to be wise.